It's time for Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now let's have some fun. Here is your host, Johnny Johnny Radio. Johnny Radio. Yo, 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 yo! Welcome into a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. Happy Friday, everybody. We made it, bro. We made it. We made it. We made it. We made it. We made it, man. We made it to the weekend. We got Friday action basketball style. That's right. Your Memphis Grizzlies are back at it tonight as they face the Clippers at the house. Don't forget, man, for going in the All-Star break, little two-game win streak slapped Houston backhand Milwaukee and now tonight man they get to play the Clippers a lot of the uh, quote experts some of the betting favors Clippers are uh, taking a lot of action on uh, winning the NBA title we're going to talk some NBA because you know at 1130 we have Jay Ham, the historian we're breaking down all kinds of goodies when it comes to what's going on in the National Basketball Association then we uh then we have some fun we have T-Money and Uncle Brasky today. That's right, 1230 T-Money and Uncle Brasky. Now, um, I was very disappointed in T-Money. I'd like to ask you all, 901-360-8255. That's 901-360-8255. 901-360-8255. Actually can't believe that I, would got, uh, I, I walk into this wonderful establishment. People are having their Tito's and... They're smiling, and they're happy, and they're talking, and they start having this conversation, and and this one moron named T-Money actually says, well, you know, I think the hardest sport in golf probably, I mean, the hardest sport, period, has got to be golf. And I looked at him like he was, like, literally on drugs. I was like, what are you talking about? Golf is the only sport that you can start on the first hole, finish that junt, and pound 18 beers. And still say you played around the golf. I started asking him about baseball. I was like, so you're telling me it's easier to hit a golf, I mean, it's harder to hit a golf ball that's not moving than it is to hit a baseball that's moving and going 90 plus? I don't think so, T-Money. What do y'all think, 901-360-8255? I think T-Money hit way too much lettuce and had way too many, 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 many drinks yesterday. John, I think I'm with T-Money. Um, I don't know if you know, I've never had ever, I, I don't play golf, but every single year I'll go to one or two scrambles and I go out there and whip people's tails with girls clubs. Yeah, you think I can go and hit freaking uh, Justin Verlander? I don't think so. Oh, I played a round of golf with the pro down at whatchamacallit. And let me just tell you something. He's like, dude, you're driving the ball longer than the real golfers, the pros. I don't think I can hit a ball as far as Mark McGuire or Barry Bonds. I, oh, by the way, how about playing the quarterback position? You think playing golf is easier than playing quarterback in the National Football League? Please. You think golf is harder than than guarding Nikola Jokic? I don't want to hear that golf. Golf is really hard. No, it's not. It's a very simple game. And all these people out there who practice all the time, I don't even play off to go out there and whip your tail. No, I'm just just kidding. But I got to bust up T-Money on that. Plus, we have to get to some bets. It's a big weekend in basketball. Huge, huge weekend. There was a great slate of games last night. There was some wild basketball last night. Uh, me and my man Dacus are going to break down some of the wonderful action that we saw last night because, um, wow, there were crazy games. Congratulations, by the way, on our good buddy, Mr. Dacus. Mr. Mr. Dacus said take Minnesota against Ohio State. And I will tell you a little secret. They took care of business. It was um, it was it was very pretty. Minnesota jumped on them fast, jumped on them hard, and then jumped on them often. And uh, yeah, uh, we got that big win. And then there was just a lot of games last night that were fun. By the way, Minnesota won by nine points. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for that one, Mister Dacus. Purdue destroyed Rutgers. They got off the. Um, that bad feeling of losing to Ohio State the last game. And Northwestern beat Michigan. Those are your Big Ten basketball updates. But when it 
when it comes to like gambling and doing all the important things, man, last night was wild. Like the Arizona State game. I don't know how many people stayed up late to watch that bad boy. I know I was all up in it. I um I had probably one of the craziest games I've had in a long time. So Arizona State found themselves down by 21 at intermission at the half. Like Washington was in such control of that game. I thought Arizona State, I was like, dude, Bobby Hurley, I thought was going to have an aneurysm on the sideline or a heart attack or just a stroke or something because he was ticked off. Now he did have a lot of reasons to be ticked because that game was like they, it was a terrible officiated game. They were doing a terrible, terrible job. Arizona State was getting smashed all over the place, and they weren't calling anything. And if you blew on Washington, they were giving you a foul. So I get it. I get it. In the second half, Wash- I mean, Arizona, who could only score 24 points in the first half, Arizona State scored 51 points in the second half, tied that jun up, and went to overtime. They're at home. All the momentum is with Arizona State. And Washington dug deep and somehow pulled that bad boy out. Washington won 84 to 82. Now, why is this matter and why is this so crazy? Arizona was catching two and a half at home. Or you could take the money line plus 120. Mm-hmm. You could take the money line plus 120. Well, guess who took the money line plus 120 instead of the two and a half? I'm going to guess you did, John. Yes, that mm. was me. And then when Arizona State came back and forced this overtime, and I couldn't believe it, I thought for sure I was winning my money. Yikes. And they, and it failed. They failed me. It was absolute lunacy. Like, if you watch that game, it was just, it was one of the wildest games that you've seen in a long time. And I don't know if you know this, but Arizona State's little guard had. Jose Perez. I'm talking about the uh, Frankie Collins. Oh, Collins. Um, Frankie Collins had one of the best steals you've ever seen. Stole the ball and then turned around and went up to shoot immediately. Gets fouled, has two free throws. These two free throws could win the game. He misses both of them. Then he shoots a three-pointer at the buzzer. Guess what? He gets fouled. He makes all three. They win. He makes two. They're tied. He made two of them. Two times. My man My man went three for three in the final, like, 24 seconds of regulation from the f- uh, free throw line. Damn, dude, you hit four for, for six, and I win that game in regulation. But my man Frankie couldn't hit Jack. Kids, practice shooting your free throws. Drives me damn crazy at the end of games when they miss those bad boys. You know, uh, the most important basketball player on planet Earth last night was held in check? Who's that? Um, Who is the largest star in the world right now? Uh, Zach Eady. On the hoops. No, no, that's like literal. literal. Oh, oh, Caitlin Clark. Yeah, Caitlin Clark had a bad night last night. Mm. She was kept in check, and by the way, they uh, it was a blowout loss. Like I don't know if we if people realize how much Caitlin Clark means to Iowa because if the, if she's not scoring a million points, they're not all that good. They don't got a bunch of other people that can score. Good thing I wasn't on women's basketball because last night I would have lost. But we got tons of tons of hoops to talk about uh, NBA. We got to talk about the college game. You know your Tigers are back in action this weekend. Your Tigers have a pretty big game Sunday, right? Sunday, right. Sunday, Sunday, 1 o'clock, by the way. Um, that's a perfect. You can go get your church in. You can get to the arena just in time to watch the tip between Florida Atlantic and your Memphis Tigers. And speaking of last night's action, did you watch the Florida Atlantic game at all, Mr. Dacus? Uh, I saw a little bit of it. I didn't see, I didn't see all of it. You know, Vlad Golding, is, um, he was a menace last night to SMU. It feels like as he goes, the team goes. Uh, he had a, he had a really good game last night. They took, I mean, they took care of SMU 80-70. to 70. That was a very chippy game. 
Like, that was, like, both of those teams wanted it. They were going at each other. i got to give credit SMU. Of course, Florida Atlantic was at home, but uh, they held serve at their house. They took care of business. Uh, you know, it was, a, it was an impressive game. But I will tell you, this FAU team, which right now is projected to be an eight seed. I, I mean, that's where, hell, they were an eight seed last year. Were we the eight and they the nine? They were nine Wait, seed. they were the nine seed last mm-hmm. year and we were the eight. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, they took care of us, and that's terrible. It's terrible. But, man, I'm telling you, this week we get to watch Florida Atlantic on sun, on Sunday. They had a big game last night. They were at their house. They fought their little tails off against SMU. But, damn, man, I'm telling you, like, as much as I don't believe in this Memphis team and as much as they've hurt me and I feel like I'm losing my mind and I, and I get weird when I talk about them, they definitely have the talent on the on the floor to beat this Florida Atlantic team. I think Naquan Tomlin and Malcolm Dandridge could have absolute throw fits to Vlad because he's a physical, feisty, emotional dude. I could see him losing his temper up in the house. You know what I mean? Like, dude, and by the way, he's Russian. Bring all your anti-Russia signs. Come on now. Let's get down in FedEx Forum. <laughs> Did you know that he was Russian? I, I did. Yeah. Is it because his name's Vlad or the way he looks? Because he does look Russian, doesn't he? I just, I just he's got that Rocky Balboa when he fought the uh, Drago guy mm-hmm. kind of look going to him. Yeah, yeah, no. I think it's his height. You think it's height? Uh-huh. What about his haircut and his mean-looking eyes? They cut you. Mm-hmm. He's always squinting mad. I guess so. I, mean, I didn't notice that, but I'll, I'll pay attention to it on Sunday. But, um, again, Vlad, when they played SMU and um, they really, really struggled, he went out there and still had 23 points, led his team, but it wasn't the most effective. Uh, South Florida really gave him fits. So I really feel like we can do the same thing. And, again, you throw Naquan Tomlin, you throw Malco down there, Nick Jordan, you get everybody up in his grill, really frustrate him. Don't let him, you know, he's, I don't feel like Vlad is going to be able to out-physical Malco and Naquan. He it's what he did last night against SMU. He was out. He was. He really did. He was. He he wanted it more. He was physical down low. He was getting the rebounds. He was doing his. He was doing all the dirty work. And his field goal percentage. If you if he gets within three feet of the basket, my man doesn't miss. His field goal percentage this year. Did you know? I think it's what like sixty five percent or something crazy. I don't know if it's that high. But I do know, remember when I was watching it last night, I was like, damn, my man don't miss. He is shooting, holy cow, I remembered it right. He is shooting 64.5% from the field this year. That's sixth in the NCAA. Do you realize that? Wow. My man is like really, really having a good year. I mean, he's seven feet, one inches tall. He's 240 pounds. But man, Naquan and Malco, they get up in this boy's grill. And man, I'm telling you, we're going to frustrate the hell out about Vlad Golding. So I'm looking forward to Sunday. I really like Memphis cha- Memphis's chances, and I would love to really ruin FAU beating them twice down this stretch, and really putting them in a little bit of trouble heading into the NCAA tournament. So hopefully on Sunday we're going to get that very very important dub. You know what else also happened yesterday, Mister Dacus? I don't. Um, spring training baseball started. The MLB right. Network has now got their spring trading coverage in full force. And I just don't know if you've ever watched the MLB Network, but it's beautiful. Like their spring training coverage is off the damn charts. You need to check it out. Now, the first game of the year, did you see how ugly it was? Uh, yeah, I did. It was 8 nothing in the first inning. Yeah. Um, let's just say San Diego didn't really show up, did they? Uh, no, they did not. Dodgers 14, Padres 1. Um, that's an ugly baseball game. They had like game. 50 guys in the dugout. They couldn't find like nine guys that could actually compete. Compete. Good Lord. Man. Hey, but guess what? It was still baseball. It was still a little bit of baseball. So we're going to be talking a little bit about the baseball as well. And um, speaking about the Memphis Tigers, did you see what they did yesterday on Baseball Diamond? The Memphis Tigers? The baseball team? Two days ago. Oh, it was two days yeah, ago? they didn't play yesterday. Okay, well, I found out yesterday. Ah, yeah, they hit seven home runs. Yeah. Dude! Yeah. That wasn't yesterday. Okay, well, you know two what? That's ago. I probably should have looked a little bit closer. Yeah. But last night, like, uh, somehow they were on one of the highlights of one of the damn shows, mm. and it was like, ting, 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 ting. That's right, no, ting, it was a good, ting. good outing. 
Seven home runs by your Memphis Tigers. Um, I have no idea who they're fighting right now, but they're back at it, right? Uh, yeah, this weekend they're they're playing bowl, or hosting Bowling Green. Starts this afternoon. They'll play uh, two games tomorrow. Right on. Or two games this weekend. Two one games tomorrow, this weekend. Sunday. I love it. I love it. I love it. And the other thing I was going to tell you, did you hear about uh, Rick Pitino? Because we talked a little bit about Rick this week. So do you know that um, Rick, by the way, kind of um, – like you know how he like for two days went off on his team and he held he held he held firm right. Uh huh. Did you see him actually then finally issue an apology? I did not. Yeah, you can tell this was something forced. He went out there and was like, "Okay, I was a little bit hard on my kids. I was a little bit hard on my kids." And then all of a sudden, did you hear what happened yesterday? And they won. Not only did they win, but billionaire St. John's booster Mike Rapole plans now to donate seven figures to the school's NIL efforts to help them basically have, as he put it, have better athletes who can move with their quickness and have better foot speed. Yeah, as, as he should. Billionaires coming to the rescue. You give a bunch of seven figures and earmark totally for a name, image, and likeness on your basketball team, Rick Pitino can win with money. Sure can. He sure can. Um, but yeah, man. So uh, looks like uh, as bad as things were happening for Rick, my man is uh, donating. Nothing like having a billionaire coming in there and just bail you out, giving you like seven figures to pay for all your business. Today, though, by the way, again, uh, baseball. Two o'clock is our first game in spring training. Kansas City, Texas. Uh, you have also the White Sox and the Cubs, Padres and the Dodgers, Arizona and Colorado. So if you are hard up for a little spring training baseball, you can watch that um, all over the place, MLB Network, ESPN, et cetera, et cetera. Now, i got to remind all of you all something very, very important. You know what's dangerous out there? Is it? Man, the world's dangerous, bro. Sure is. You know that? Oh, yeah. You know, Memphis ain't no, like, uh, like I love Memphis. I'm Memphis, 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 Maine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's uh, pretty dangerous in Memphis, they say. It's a big city. Danger. Danger around every corner. Make sure that you're prepared for everything. And how do you get prepared? Top Gun Memphis. They have the largest indoor range in the Mid-South. By the way, though, size, it's not always the most important thing. What is important is they have the best instructors to help you from first shot to get comfortable with using a firearm or a pistol. They have classes on non-lethal force where you're not using a pistol, pepper spray, this little baton that, you know, it hurts your dead gun. Man, I'm telling you, they, they use it on my chest. It hurt for weeks. But their instructors have over 300 years combined experience. And again, they can help you from your first shot all the way up to the master marksmanship classes. Top Gun, by the way, is so affordable, it's not even funny. Uh, safety is important for everybody out there. They don't want to you know, price gouge you. For only $48 a month, that's $48 a month. That's only $1.60 a day. That's unlimited range time. That's seven days a week, 365, unlimited range time. Free gun rentals, by the way, with the purchase of ammo. So you can try out different style pistols and weapons. They have over 100 different guns to choose from and if you are a member you get members to their uh their their members only lounge which is really cool and they're located at 2770 Witten road so um head on over there 2770 Witten road top gun memphis you can go online to topgunmemphis.com always shoot with the best that's top gun memphis and also don't forget the only place that you can shoot machine guns top gun memphis so get your gun on, get your safety, feel good about wherever you go. Top Gun Memphis, again, and check out their instructors. My buddy Will Dugan over there, he does not play. He has got everybody covered. He has a daughter that goes to Ole Miss that's in Kappa Kappa Gamma with my daughter. Man, he uh, helps tr- teach those young ladies. He, he can He can give people peace of mind and comfort and make you very comfortable around firearms so that you know that you can take care of yourself, your family, and your loved ones. That's Top Gun Memphis, topgunmemphis.com. All right, so we're taking a little bit of an early break today, about a whole minute early. The reason we are is because we got to get to the historian, Jay Ham. John, I'm disappointed in you. You didn't even want to talk about Arizona and Washington State. Maybe the game of the night last night. Well, you didn't even bring it up. I didn't even bring it up. You're right. And, and you want to know why? 
Why is that? Because you didn't well, watch it. Because Arizona ended up losing overtime. It was a great game. It was a hell of a game. But yeah. Caleb Love, bro, how about you pass the basketball? Oh, come on. Share, buddy. Dude runs and he slips. Hey, because he was he was jump-stepping to pass it out to the corner. Dude, what do you mean? Dude, get the pass out before oh, you start please. slipping, Caleb Love. If you can't tell, that Arizona on the money line when it... Sounds really like tight. it. I mean, good, that was a great game. I Washington got Arizona. State, when Washington, by the way, when Washington State was up late with about three minutes left, I had Arizona plus one sixty. Man, do you want a uh, do you want a fun nugget about Washington State, dude? I don't know if you know this. I love nugs. Okay, well, it's not that not that sort of nug. Um, here was a stat I saw earlier. I actually, Kevin Sweeney, he joins us uh, in the afternoons on Wednesdays. Um, also, by the way, John, we're going to be out at the Crazy Coop this afternoon. Brett and I will be. Dude, that's crazy. Crazy Coop out in Bartlett on Stage Road. Um, and we're going to be giving out uh, two packs, two four packs uh, tickets for Memphis FAU. You've heard it's kind of a tough ticket to get. So make sure you come out uh, to the Crazy Coop, get you some food, and uh, sign up for. Uh, Sign up for some tickets. They got um, crazy good flavors, bro. The crazy coup. They do. Um, three coaches have taken Washington State to the NCAA tournament since the end of World War II. Since the end of uh, Man. George Raveling, Kelvin Sampson, and Tony Bennett are the three coaches to take uh, Washington State to the NCAA tournament since the end of World War II. All three of those coaches went on to win the NABC D1 Coach of the Year at a different school. Kyle Smith is about to become the fourth coach to take Washington State dancing. And, I mean, if if you if you like history, history tells you that means Kyle Smith's about to be a great coach somewhere else. DePaul, get on his line. So he's going to be the fourth coach since basically around 1945. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn. Crazy. And all every coach that has taken Washington State to the tournament has gotten a different job at a better school and has taken that or and has become a uh coach of the year. That is How about that? That is wild. By the way, uh don't forget this we we're, we are also projecting a little bit of ahead. This weekend there's a great great slate of college basketball. Also, that's the only reason I wanted to bring up that game so I could give that nugget out. Go ahead. I love that nugget. But I was going to say man like Houston and Baylor I'm I'm excited to see this game, game this weekend. That should be I a really great like game. Baylor. Ole Miss hosting South Carolina. Two teams and like that definitely need this win, especially Ole Miss. Ole Miss will be at home. Alabama's on the road at Kentucky. You heard me correct. Alabama at Rupp. Kentucky coming off a pretty rough loss down in Baton Rouge this week. Dude, that was painful. Painful, yes. I mean, it was. Great game though. I mean, oh, no, it was no, no, great it was a good game. Them. But I mean, Kentucky's now got to get off that the hurts, mat. That hurts your soul. A loss like it that does. hurts your soul. Yeah, Nate Oates boys coming to town. They they don't really give a damn. So we're going to talk tons of college basketball. It's a great slate. Do me a favor, don't touch the dial. Jay Ham, the historians, next on Sports Fifty Six Ninety Eight Five FM. We are real sports talk. Sports Fifty Six WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at five sixty AM and 98.5 FM, as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Let's get nuts. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. Happy Friday to everybody in the Mid-South. The weather is beautiful, man. Like, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. We got little hoops tonight, man. We got Grizzlies, Clippers on Sunday at 1 o'clock. You got your Memphis Tigers playing FAU. Again, I was watching FAU last night playing SMU. And it's Vlad Golding, Vlad Golding, Vlad Golding. It's the Russian. We saw how Rocky Balboa broke the Russian. You know what I'm saying? You know he's not their best player, right? Oh, uh, he's their most important player. No, he's not. 
man, he does all the little things. Chanel Davis is the dog. Okay, on that he's team. that dog. But let me just tell you something. Oh, Vlad's vital. Don't Vlad, get me wrong. Vlad, though, he he does. Vlad's vital. He's his. He's the emotional leader on that team. Like when he's mm. all mean mugging folks. You'll see Sunday afternoon when you get that Chanel Davis David Jones matchup. Man, if, I'm if, if David Jones is going to be all right, man, with that scratched eyeball, man. By the way, we got any update on his little scratched eye? He's good. Not. Huh? He's good. You think he's going to be good? I hope so. Man, yeah, put some Visine so. in it. I wanted to play with an eye patch. Put some Visine <laughs> in that junk. Pi- pirate ball. I love it. There you go. Man, you know, I'm starting shorty ball at my crib, right? <laughs> Goal goes up on Monday. That's right. If you're 6'2 or smaller... Like, cause man, there's a lot, a lot of little short mugs out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a short one. I mean, I'm not short, but like, I'll be a beast. Like five eleven in this league, bro. Six two is the height. Super powerful. Can you guard the post? Man, you should see. I don't know yet, but we're gonna find out Monday. You got five fouls. I do. That's right. I do. I got that. <laughs> I got that. I'm telling you, shorty ball is gonna take off like pickleball. You know the fun part about basketball conversations in general, especially when you talk about it from era to era. When people talk about the lack of defense from one era to another, I'm like, basically, you basically just talking about being able to foul more. You know what? That is, that's a good point. But also, it's kind of weird you brought that up because I can't remember. I think it was Kendrick Perskins screaming at somebody today, Brian Windhorse, about Allen Iverson. And they were talking about the numbers. Oh, the, the numbers show he wouldn't be all that great in this in this style of NBA because he doesn't serious? shoot the three. This is what Wendy was saying. But Kendrick Perkins came in there and, and kind of set him straight and said, let me tell you something. My eye test tells me they don't play defense in this era like they did when Allen Iverson was playing. Allen Iverson would get to the rack and score all over. Like, more, yeah, more. man. Like, dude, yeah. Iverson would oh, – man, he, he would, would ball at, at any time. That's what I was saying. <laughs> That's what I was like, man. I think it was almost one of those things. Like they were really, really slow news day, and they were like trying this. to put something out there to argue about. I put it to you like this: Allen Iverson is fifty percent of the reason why they're allowed to play zone defense in the NBA today. The other fifty percent is Shaq. Good point. You that couldn't dude, stop, couldn't either, stop one, either one of them, even when Met you were allowed one to one play one, on the no. island, but still grab. So okay, we'll throw zone looks at you and allow zone coverage to be able to slide and sag over if you AI. And with Shaq, we can just corral around you and try and to just, make you pass out, or make you shoot free throws, or make you shoot free throws. In which he's still strong enough to muscle through everybody and dunk on like four dudes. As that one picture of him in the O two 2 finals with like four New Jersey Nets hanging off of him and he's still ducking the show. Have you ever thought about how different centers are? A lot of people always talk because I mean Glad I get, you mentioned this because I, I posted something about this this morning on my Facebook wall Jay Historia Ham on Facebook. Check it out. I was talking about Nick Jokic. Like okay so yeah this is kind of like in my head I was thinking to myself think about the way Shaq played the position. Think mm-hmm. about the way that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar mm-hmm. I mean he was finesse. The hook shot uh, grabbed rebounds, could step out. Think about the way that um, Bill Walton played. My man was a, all about facilitating and passing. You have, you know, um, my man in, uh, like, dude, there's just so many. You have to have Bob McAdoo, like the original stretch. Five. The original stretch, yes. You have, man, there's just so many different styles. And then you look at Jokic, who plays it different than anybody. My man doesn't jump. He doesn't. Like, I don't know if I've ever watched a person play basketball for a whole season and never jump. Like, I watched the other night, like just last night, my man's just passing and, and shooting and turning. You and mentioned that it kind of brought me to the George Gervin story, what it was like. They would tell the story about how he didn't sweat. Do what? <laughs> he didn't sweat when he played. Damn. Which is how the nickname Ice. Was oh, I cool. did not know that. He was too. Actually, that documentary was on NBA TV last night. I was watching it too. It was flipping back and forth. You know what I was stuff. watching late, 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 late last night? Just to, to make college, you college hoops. Man, I watched college hoops, but then you know to unwind. I was flipping through, and I and blue chips popped up. A little Nick Nolte, little Shaq, little Penny. Wow. Butch Mc was it Butch McCroy? Butch McKay or something. That brood. I think about anytime I think about blue chips, I think about my man Bob Cousy standing on the free throw line, just draining the free throw after free throw on that one seed. Yeah, <laughs> like students in his seventies at the time. I think, <laughs> yeah, just knocking them down. But back to Nick Jokic and centers in general. This is why I don't subscribe to a singular goat. 
because it's too many factors that the players are not responsible for in terms of how the game is played. It's just different eras. It's like I was talking to one of my old coaches about this on my Facebook wall about a year or so ago. Like Elijah Juan and Ewing, when they played center during those eras, it was such a, a different style of game. And David Robinson as well. And it's like one of my guys mentioned I posted a video of David Robinson. I think what he did the quadruple double like 30 years ago last week, somewhere in there. And he was like, when you really think about it, that's Giannis before Giannis. Oh, I man, said, yeah. I like that. With the athleticism that he had and just what he was available, what they allowed him to use. See, a lot of that really is more about how the players are used, the style of play in that sense. Some of these dudes that we look at, is like goats. I think they could be who they were in any era if you allowed them to be that. Kind of like Magic. My pop always said this about Magic. He said, I always felt that Magic would have been an all-time great regardless of what position he played. Center if he needed to be. He said, Magic would have been a power forward all the time. He would have been an all-time great power forward. It was just that simple. But because he revolutionized the point guard position with the height, and not just with the height, but the ability to get up and down the floor and dictate mm-hmm. the pace and the whole thing. And his thing. vision was just uncanny. And Those dominate, passes that he throws. You know, mm. that, that's the thing. And dominate the league with that, it reset the whole standard. We talk about it with Penny. If Penny was able to stay healthy, it resets the standard again from the mm-hmm. point guard position, from what he was able to do. He was such a hybrid. Then you fast forward up to where it's like we get to LeBron. It's like if you allow this dude to do what he does in the 80s, who's guarding him? I don't know. Outside of Dennis, who will just get frustrated and, and foul. get foul trouble and mm-hmm. foul and do physical and fight stuff. Fight him or something. Right, but or be he'll like, figure yo. that out too. That's the thing about it is that the era's changed. I'm looking at Nick Jokic and the stuff that he's done just in 10 seasons. His resume is totally crapping on a whole lot of dudes that are, like, regarded as all-time. Like, he's going to rearrange a lot of people's top five at the center spot, and it's going to make it very uncomfortable to talk about for a lot of people. Not for me because I don't rank. (laughs) Man, I'll tell you one thing, though. Like, did you see what he did last night? 21, 19, and 15. 21 points, With 19 no missed field goals. rebounds, 15 assists, no missed field goals. The man never even jumped once. Now, if you do that against the Washington Wizards, though, does it count? It does, only because of the sense he didn't miss. Is the best player for the Wizards Kyle freaking Kuzma? I would say it's Ty Stones, just because that's still our guy. <laughs> Man, you know, but it, but you have a point. I mean, they're so the bad, Wizards, but it's still it's still like it's we make fun of the Pistons. Why don't we even make fun of the Wizards because they've been this bad I don't forever? Even make fun of the Pistons. They just they they can't get in classic soul. Man, they gonna get rid of money. They got hey, if they do, he paid because they signed him for like six years. Hey, yeah, I know the highest paid coach, <laughs> the highest paid coach in basketball. I don't think they will. Though. I think they're gonna be patient with him. What they will, I don't think they'll get rid of my right. They're real yeah, side. But man, did you see the front office got rid of Killian Haynes because they were he was misusing him because he was playing him over <laughs> Like that was literally the front office saying, Monty, stop starting him. But take him out the starting role. And he's like, Nope. So they're like, All right, we're gonna release him. Kinda remind me of how um Jason Levy and Stu Lash did Lionel Hollins with Rudy Gay. Mm. Let's go keep going inside out to Zach and Mark. He still wants to run it through Rudy. Oh, we'll solve that problem. See ya. We'll trade Rudy. Peace. <laughs> trade Rudy, they go to Western Conference Finals. How about that? <laughs> no kidding. Funny how it works, you know, but it, that's also the fun part about it. it when, I, when you really start to look at the, the sports thing from a business side, it really can affect your fandom. It won't for me because I kind of take it for what it is, and I've always kind of looked at it in this way. But it really can shape how you view it. In some people's cases, it can make them angry to the point of stop watching. (laughs) Because it's like the more we move along, we start to see that it's really geared at entertainment. Um, That was basically the, you know, a lot of people. Okay, so 
here's one thing I have to say, and I'm bringing this back up. It is geared for entertainment. When you go to a Grizzlies game, it's totally different than a Dead Gum Tigers game. Absolutely. Like, it is, they are, music is pumping, the Grizz girls are dancing, people's butts are shaking. The prize can Yeah, every prize can is going out. You got Dustin Starr, yo, 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 yo. <laughs> like, it's bumping. It's just a different experience. Right. But let me tell you something. I know a lot of people say the regular se- the playoffs are a different level of basketball, but still mm-hmm. regular season basketball is on the on the face value of it. The majority of the time when the guys are playing and not resting, and it's especially a good matchup, you're going to see great basketball. Last night, first mm-hmm. night back, I saw great basketball. But I'm bringing this up because of the entertainment part. The all-star break, people came out of that junt losing their damn minds. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't understand it. They, I was reading where they brought in um, Andre Iguodala and um, like Dr. J. Who else went in there? And we're like, y'all need to play. Like, go out there and don't disrespect the game. After the All Star break, people were talking about how it was a travesty. They didn't even play defense. Uh, can you believe Dame Lillard shot a forty-one foot shot six minutes? Well, there was there was twenty oh. eighteen seconds on the shot clock, bro. It is. It's it's in it's in the middle of the season. It's just say, hey man, here's your kudos. These are our NBA All Stars, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's just more for kids. Because I mean, hoops head, mm-hmm. and I understand that the NBA All Star can be one of the greatest games because you have the top guys. Kobe Bryant, a long time ago, talked about how how important it was to really mm-hmm. go out there and compete. And I heard all of those comments, but all those things I have to clip. say. But can I just ask you though, for me. The way that they've gotten rid of the Pro Bowl, the the way the MLB All-Star game has been watered down, the way the NBA All-Star game is, is I've just gotten to a point where, you know what, I'm looking for in the NFL, regular season and playoffs. I'm looking for the big Super Bowl. NBA can't wait for the damn playoffs. Mm-hmm. During the regular season, I'm all up in the Grizz. Like MLB, I love opening day. I love the first like three months, and then there's a l- little lull in the middle of the summer Late when it's August, the dog September, days. Kind of take a little break, and then when things come back on, you start getting tight and watches the races after right. after the All Star break. Right. Like I mean, sports. It, that's just the changed. way it is. It's changed. Mm-hmm. Like every single night. It's not the players. It's the sport. It's, it's the, the culture it's the, of the sport. It, well, that's because changing. it's the business. It's more geared to the fans. Yeah, it's the it's more geared to the television audience. Mm-hmm. So. Like, I don't think you can kill these young men. And again, people saying, oh, well, you got these dudes making $200 million guaranteed contracts. Mm-hmm. They should do. Well, bro, if you had a Grizzlies player in an all-star game, let's just say John Morant's out there and he's busting his ass and then he gets run over by LeBron James and like cracks some ribs or something because he goes to take a damn charge or something stupid to, to be good about the game. How ticked off are you going to be about your franchise that <laughs> you love? Hey, they asked me, John. When you think John Moran gonna be in a dunk contest? I said never. never. <laughs> For what? No, you can't. We just got ha- Max you can't just highlights in these eighty-two. When you want to do it like that, here's the thing: like you just, everything that you just rattled off. That's how I feel about it. And it and it's understanding that it's not gonna be what it used to be. People have been posting about when it was competitive. When it was competitive, I'm sorry. I've I used to record the NBA All Star Game annually. It was different. It was not, and while different, it was not always competitive either. No. It was some 150 to 132 blowouts, and it was just a bunch of dudes scoring. You had some years where. The fourth quarters got a little bit crazy when you had some. Or you had some years heads. where the entire game was tight. 93 game was kind of boring to me, but it was tight. The 87 game with Tom Chambers won MVP was one of the very first All Star games I have in memory. Close. That was like playoff atmosphere. That's '87, though. These were it's a whole different era. Totally. The the last one that Shoot, Jordan they were still played doing in a lot Atlanta. of blow in the in the '87. Remember when Jordan? Did you watch the little special when right. it came out? How many how many basketball players back there were <laughs> snorting the powder? But even in '03, in Mike's last one, that one was tight, intense, and the one the year that they had when Kobe passed, they did that one kind of like in tribute. Mm-hmm. But if and I remember Kobe's clip saying that people want to see the greatest pickup game at the All-Star game. And I agree. But you know when you really get those great pickup games like that? In the summertime. You know why they happen in the summertime? Because they're not going right back into a season. At that A exactly. season in which, in this case, 
nothing's really defined in terms of playoff positioning and this, that. It's still bigger fish to fry. I heard Ann Edwards' comments on it. It was like, yeah, it's a break. <laughs> it's a break. We're supposed to be loosey-goosey, and mm-hmm. it's not supposed to be like that. And it's probably never going to be like that. Now, if you want to up to Annie on this, we talked about this on 94 Feet of Life a couple weeks ago. Have a King of the Hill tournament. You take 24 All-Stars. You let them pick who they want to match up against and start the whole thing. And you, that Saturday and that Sunday, you have a one-on-one tournament. They go, they play ones to five or whatever. I thought we, me and Dacus actually, Dacus came up with a really good idea. Three on three. We could do that. That's what the NHL did this year. I don't even watch hockey, but they wait, wait, the NHL form. has already beat us to this, Johnny. I told you that's they where I got the, the inspiration. They, oh, that's from. they had like yeah. a three-on-three tournament, yeah. though. That's what, yeah, like that's, okay, so yeah. That was kind of fly. I was like, I like okay, it. I could dig that, it, but it was something different. You know what I'm saying? So, but with basketball, there's so many people kind of to accommodate because you have the casuals who kind of like the the high flashy, you know, fun stuff, but then you got the diehards who feel like, some diehards who feel like it needs to be a knockdown, drag out affair. And I'm like, for what? It's an exhibition game. Are you kidding me? It's like, no, and the more money, you speaking of the money that these guys make, that makes all more sense in the world why they wouldn't play hard in those situations. Again, it's an exhibition game. You know, it's a lot. You Look, can Pete create Rose ain't running event. over Ray Fossey no more. You know what I'm saying? You can have a series of basketball events. It could be like the Laugh Olympics. <laughs> and, but we'll probably tune in and watch. But it's just a lot of it is just so much of people expect it, the expectations of it is what it is and it's like the expectations of it that people have they're not really being realistic about what we're going on and you touched on that at the beginning of the rent it's entertainment mm-hmm. and the players haven't changed the culture of the sport and the business of it is what's changed yeah and the business dollars have gotten bigger than anybody I don't ever watch the home imagines. run derby anymore now I would tell you one thing. Like I, I, I will watch if I if it's not something that I go crazy. I mean, I remember the year Josh Hamilton went nuts and hit. That's like, probably the last year I watched. Like that. Like there's certain years that just kind of stuck out. That was but the now, Yankee Stadium one. Yeah, the last the, one man, in the old I, I Yankee Stadium. I can't even remember, man, exactly where it was, but it was just a, one of those crazy exhibitions. But we are going to take a quick timeout. We got so much more to get to. We got to talk about KD talking to fans. Uh, we got to talk. That. We got to talk a little bit about uh, our Doughboy man, Luca, uh, one rebound short of a triple double. We got business to get to on the other side, but we're back with Jay Ham, the historian, on the other side, Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11, here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. power source capable of generating 1.21 gigawatts of electricity is a bolt of lightning. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio. Happy Friday, everybody. It's a beautiful Friday out there in the Mid-South. You know what's so beautiful, man? This is the kind of day that you grab you a bottle of Tito's. You go out on the back porch, make a couple beautiful cocktails, and sit out there, get a little vitamin D from the sun, just enjoy the weather, you know what I mean? Maybe do a little work in the backyard or something. It's just that kind of day. Remember, always grab the best spirit around. Always grab Tito's Handmade Vodka, 100% gluten-free, crafted and instilled right here in the United States. Slightly sweet with a black pepper note. It balances everything out. You could be crafting a cocktail or drinking it neat. When you're getting it on, get your Tito's on. What's up, Jay? I can't call it, man. You know what's up? When the weather breaks like this, it's like the basketball starts to get real good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> basketball starts to get real, real good. good. Man, we right got March. Now. We got the conference tournaments coming around in college basketball. We got then a we got K's the match tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. 
Man, what do we With got Baylor tomorrow? and Houston. Oh, that's yeah, I was talking about that earlier, man, today. Man, I can't wait for that game. We have a really nice slate of hoops this weekend. But not only that, back to the NBA, tonight, Clippers played last night. Yeah. They lost. Yeah, Shea put up third out on them. Dude, by the way, man, when he came out of Kentucky, I honestly didn't think. You see it, huh? I didn't. I didn't see this, but I knew he would be nice. I think he would be okay. Dude, he's, he's turning. I didn't see this, though. Yeah. I ain't on front. <laughs> Bro, he is just nasty, man. He's the MVP to me. Dude, Oklahoma City right now, you know their odds for uh, to win it all right now are plus one, like just plus 2,500. That's like, like, like I mean, that's a great odd because guess what? The Lakers, who are terrible, they're only plus 3,000. But I can believe that for them because of the inexperience. I mean, they're what, second right in the West right now? Man, I know they're inexperienced, but they're just, they, they, they have that dude. They got that dude, but as it's been stated – I can't remember which pod, which basketball podcast, but you got to go through some ish to win a championship in this league. <laughs> yeah, you got to get yeah. yeah that, which is simply put. I mean, hell, you remember Mike, man? I think that was Draymond that said that. Yeah, it is kind of true, by the way. But um, Clippers did lose last night. Now they're back at it. Now they're in Memphis, Tennessee. So they go from Oklahoma City to Memphis, Tennessee. So it ain't like they've been partying like rock stars or nothing. So they should be ripe and ready to go again. They're coming off the All Star break. But, man, the Grizzlies going into that break, they got a little bit crazy, yo. Like, they got crazy. They beat up on the Rockets. Then they took care of the Bucks. Um, we're watching Gigi Jackson ascend into a just a – like, I mean, damn, he's the youngest kid in the NBA. He's 19 years old. My man's shot is beautiful. He's built for it. He, he is built for it. He's built for this. So what do you expect to actually see out of the Grizzlies now again? Because this is crazy. The first 25 games of the year, I wanted to vomit. It was the most painful watch ever. Mm-hmm. And now with the Grizzlies play because of Gigi Jackson, because of Vince Williams Jr., because these guys go out there and play so hard, and I can see some some of these pieces mixing in when Marcus Smart does come back healthy, when Desmond Bain, when John Morant, when we get us a center, when we put these pieces together next year, man, I feel like we just – like it's crazy. As bad as this year was, it's actually turning out to be like pushing. Told you to relax. Yeah, <laughs> you did tell me to do that. So, so, I'm not good at that. You know, I'm emotional. And, 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 but it's, I kind of tried to ease the burden. Where it was like, if they continue to lose, we're gonna be okay because we'll make it back up with what we're gonna get from the lottery. But what we can ask of them and appreciate is that they just go out and play hard and mm-hmm. they continue to compete and the opportunity arose for two young guys to to grow and grow they've grown you know, to so heights GGA by the things. way both of them have grown to heights that they're, i don't think anybody expected they're both built for this yep they are nba players bona fide it is what it is you know now we just got to make the best of it with everything else around them but i think that those two were needed to help when we hit the reset button, which is what we're doing. They're needed to help regrow it back with the pieces. Because it's like we already have a core established. Jaron signed, Josh signed, Brandon Clark is signed. He's on his way back too. DB. And uh, Desmond Bain. You know, so we got these dudes all, our core is established. We good. Now we, we put the rest of the pieces around it. We're able now. It's like we're slowly replenishing from what we lost with Tyus, what we lost with DeAnthony, what we lost with Kyle, what we lost with those dudes who were vital pieces. They weren't stars, but they're the vital pieces that you need in terms of competing and contending, and that you want to grow with to become their contender. Now it's going to be super hard to do just because of how the league is shifting. We were talking about Jokic earlier and the dominance. And I think if Joel was healthy, it would be <laughs> the Sixers right now kind of really running. Yeah, because Maxi, by the way, has been playing out of his mind. He I didn't is. think Tyrese Maxi was going to be this either. <laughs> I saw it more with him than I did with Shea. Yeah, I say that. I can I can hear you on that one. But and, but it wasn't by much. And the one Kentucky guard that we I don't always talk thought about, that Shea was on his butt too much and spent too much time on the ground. That it, as skinny as he was and stuff, that that was going to catch up to him, man. But, but he wears them damn depends out there and breaks <laughs> breaks the fall. But you know the one Kentucky guard we don't talk about enough, Jamal Murray, the champ. You know what? He doesn't get talked. You know, no all star appearances. 
and he's on the best damn team. It, but and legitimately, one of the best two guards in the league. He can hold his own power. power Dude, we don't him. give Aaron Gordon his credit either. He really don't get enough either. I, I mean, like that that team is because because Jokic is everything run through him. The other guys don't get nearly the love. And they coach got enough swag to where they probably should, but he don't he don't flesh it out until it's time to flesh it out. That's the thing about about Mike Malone's swag. You saw it at the parade, but through the year, he's pretty much, you know, coach. He's all business. But you know that it's there. And now that they had the cachet of knowing how to win, just a matter of them being able to put it together, being available and put it together, you know, in that in that way. But we in a cool spot, even with the NBA, because, like, around this time of year is also when I really turned full attention over to college. But it's still kind of hard not to look back over the shoulder and look at the, what the NBA got rolling, too, because it's just we don't know what to expect. Another thing that the NBA's got rolling, and I was paying attention to this game last night, uh, the Kings. I am the regular season believer in them. But playoffs, Sabonis is going to get – he gets worked in the postseason. He's an undersized five. Man, you saw Anthony Davis and stuff. Man, I, I think Sabonis is the regular season. He's a stud. That won't, that won't that won't last forever. Man, I don't know. Was he going to grow a couple inches and get thicker? No, they put some put some some, some people around him. Mm. Uh-huh. They coming from a different spot too, though. You know, like us, they're a small market, so they got to do it the organic way in some ways you know they're not going to attract it they got a will and deal for it or grow it and develop it and so but they got enough i think to offset that because he got two hitters out there on the perimeter they man, get 30, Fox, man. <laughs> it, it shoot Kayvon heard to be hitting some shots too now yeah you know so but that that's the fun part it's like Oklahoma City may have to see like New Orleans Damn, in the I first round. Oh, that's scary too. That ain't right. That's Shoot. a whole different animal, especially if New Orleans is like complete. If they bring in the whole crew, it's a good defensive unit they got down there. You know, just in general, again against a screw against a young squad with not a lot of experience, Minnesota has the experience and they got a killer. They got Minnesota really got everything that they need to get Damn out man. of the West. Yeah. They do, they do. And By the way, before we get because I'm running late on break, man, you gotta tell me if a little something quick, man. Tell everybody what you got coming down the pipe, what you working on, where they YouTube. can find you. Com forward slash at ninety four feet of life. Last week we did a show on like the free agent rules and stuff like that, hard cap and talked about uh, first apron, luxury tax, just kind of gave general definitions and put them in lamest terms. Worth the watch, you know, just to be in a good informative, and we had fun with it, of course. We're going to bring you on for Heck March. yeah, for March, March Madness. March 18th. We're going to have John on the show. We're going to let John come on. He's going to use profane language and talk about all kinds of bits and all good fun stuff. It's going to be fun, we man. We're going to fill out them brackets, baby. That's one of my favorite times of the year. I'm going to actually do a bracket this year. They man. talked me into it. I think it'll be in the trash by Friday afternoon at 3.50, but they talked me into it. I don't know why I do it. Fantasy baseball drafts and filling out brackets are like my two favorite things to do in spring. <laughs> do me a favor, man. Y'all don't touch the dial. We got Hardenwood. We got T-Money. We Uncle Brasky. We're having a lot of fun on a Friday. Sports 56, 98, 5 FM. I'll see you on the dark side of the moon.